one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, been a while, but uh, welcome back to the show. Um, I think everybody who's been listening has probably not seen an episode for a few weeks now, so... Um, thanks to Chad and Armando and Shannon for coming back for episode 40. So we're, uh, where are we? Just out of fall break in middle of October now. And, um, lots been going on in the school bus world since what school beginning of school year starting for most of us in July. And, um, you know, here we are just kind of grinding out of the first quarter into the second quarter. So how's everybody doing? Chad, you good? I don't have a fan. Yeah, big, yeah. big uh, I'm still working on my script for you on, on your intro, so that way you know, I can be real powerful. I thought maybe that's what was taken. <laughs> and we lost you on your sound again. Where'd it go? What? There you are. Nope. 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 Anyways, while you figure that out, we'll, we'll roll over to Shannon. Shannon, how's it going? <laughs> It's good. As good as it can be, right? Everybody, uh, we're back a full week. We completed our first full week back um, yesterday and, you know, just kind of part of the majority with many driver vacancies and disgruntled folks about pay and um, lots of kids to move. So we have growth and less people. So it's been interesting. Well, we'll certainly be getting into that in this episode and, uh, you know, talking about a lot of the articles that have been rolling around about driver shortage and obviously getting a lot of national media coverage. But, uh, Armando, how's your, how you been and how's your first quarter been? It, it's been fairly smooth, really. I mean, we've been able to handle everything. I, I started out the year down three drivers. Um, who left for various reasons, not because they were unhappy or anything. They just, one got reassigned. The husband got reassigned somewhere else. Another one passed away and another one had retired. So, um, but as of, you know, last week was our fall break and we started back Monday, the 12th and, or the 11th. And I was fully staffed again as far as drivers. I'm still short on bus attendants, down about nine of them. Nine bus attendants? Yeah. Wow. Wow. We started out the year with five. So there was a lot of priorities done there, who needed one. And, uh, okay, you need one because you have wheelchairs. You need one because you have severely uh, disabled students and going down the line there. And sorry, preschool. that route's not going to have a bus attendant right away, but we'll still get your kids to school kind of thing. Wow. You, you know, think that so, is that you guys just pay like minimum wage, right? Uh, yeah. 12, our attendants start out at 1224 and they're only uh part-time hourly employees. So it's like. Who wants to come work for three hours a day? Four hours a day. Yeah. So. Got it. But, um, you know, we're working them double shifts, so they're getting a little bit more than that. Got it. Until we can hire some more people. Um, but other than that, we've, we've been able to handle everything. Our biggest thing is, um, keeping people healthy and working. Right. Yep. And obviously where COVID hasn't gone away, Chad, Chad, you back? Mm-hmm. We got sound yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> technology, man. Yeah, yeah. Technology. Shannon was just dealing with uh, country thunder out of, out in Florence. And uh, oh, wow. all the traffic that brought with that. You want to talk a little bit about that challenge since it's uh, every yeah. year that happens? I do. So there's a big country music festival here. Um, not really in the heart of our district, but definitely on the south end of where I have ridership. And every single outlet or roadway that 
reaches that venue was gridlocked. <laughs> so I was really excited about the fact that I was like, you know, proactive and advising families of what I anticipated to be a 30 to 40 minute delay because of the event. And it was like, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes for some kids. I mean, it was crazy. So, um, you know, people were, gave us a lot of grace, but it was, you know, we have a three tier schedule, so it's just the domino effect, right? You, you're behind right out of the gate and especially our curb to curb kiddos, just, um, a much longer bus ride than they're used to, or sometimes equipped for. And, uh, it's too bad that, a little bit chaotic. Uh, yeah, too bad that like the the traffic control or sheriff's department can't like create like a fast lane or something just for yeah. like local you know not local traffic for the event, but you know everybody else to be able to bypass that and whatnot. So yeah, I, well, my yes. Do you do you have a capability to notify your parents like a all call system or a, a I do program or something. Mm-hmm. There's a call system that I can uh, create just a, you know, good afternoon parents just mm-hmm. to inform you tomorrow morning. And that I can send that by bus route, the oh, call dialer. Yeah. See, we don't, we don't have that. And we're, we're going to get something like that, but it, it's all, all the schools have it in our district, but we don't have it. And my so name, you, Oh, ahead. sorry to interrupt. Uh, oh, no. You should t- talk with them because they can, um, create bus routes similar as they do classrooms and maybe it can just be added. Yeah, we've been we've been asking for years and our MIS department hasn't been able to come up with anything or whatever. But but now we're we're coming we're going to a newer program where we'll be able to communicate and send out, you know, an auto dialer system uh, alert or whatever. Right now, all I do is I, I, the only thing I have is I email the schools and let them know, you know, this is what's going on. These routes are going to be running late and so on and so forth. We had a Twitter account that Jason had started when he was here before, but that thing, all my followers are people out of state. Yeah, and uh, really none of our followers were people within the district. Well, so that's because you need if, to you need to advocate it, and yeah, you know, and, send send it to the parents and say this is how we're communicating. But right, for those that right. that are listening, that that is a good free option. You know, create a Twitter account if you can't afford something like School yeah. Messenger or some other type of messaging service, whether it's through your you know if you have a ridership program or not. Um, you know, Twitter's out there to be able to get people to sign up. It's a quick message, mm-hmm. right? Bus 40s run 20 minutes late. We're, you know, yep. sorry for the inconvenience, right? So, it's a um, great resource for like uh, early release reminders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Facebook, the same, and, you know, people follow mm-hmm. it. It's just, I think what, what, what's hard is that with so using social media platforms, because typically people have so many accounts that they follow, they never get mm-hmm. like an immediate message or a notification. So, Right. Um, that's where it kind of falls down from. But Armando, you're you you're kind of still working on implementing bus right there at Phoenix Hill. Yes, uh, we are in the process right now that uh, we're training the drivers on the tablets. Everything has been installed, and we're um, moving forward. Uh, we do have a parent app that's going to go online probably in about a month. It is going to have a Spanish language capability since the majority of our district is Spanish speaking. And uh, we're hoping, you know, probably around Christmas time, when we come back after the holidays, we're gonna be hopefully 100% into bus right and uh, going forward with that. It seems okay, like it's, gonna... Gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty good program for us. So we're looking forward to it and they're, they're willing to do whatever they can to work with us and get it started. Um, They've had, they've already been out a couple, you know, a, a time to help us uh, introduce it to the drivers and meet our staff and get them comfortable with what's going on. So it's been a really good um, rollout so far. Good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for what uh, Keith's doing over there at Busrite. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had him on the show a couple times, so it's yeah. it's cool to see that he's he's finally kind of bridging the gap here into Arizona and some somebody's. Yep. Uh, you know, giving them an opportunity to, you know, show what they can do. So pretty cool stuff. We're the, we're the premier district here in the state. So we <laughs> will 
do what we can to make it shine. Yeah. And I think he's also working with some um, independent um, contractors here mm-hmm. locally too. So he's definitely getting out there. I was going to say too that um, here comes the bus app that we have is really helpful for those notifications as well. So that will help you um, if you can get your folks to sign up for right. the app. Yep. We're going to be doing some uh, training with the parents, some online training, some uh, actual in-person training available for them to come in, show them how to put it on their phones, uh, use it. Like I said, it's going to be in Spanish also, and we'll have that capability. And, you know, hopefully it it, uh, cuts down on the, the call traffic that we get in our office and gives the parents an opportunity to find out, you know, real time where their bus is. Pretty exciting stuff for uh, the school bus world, right? I mean, how much mm-hmm. how much everything's advanced in the last probably five, even just five years um, for mm-hmm. what's coming out. So, uh, but obviously the the big piece of kind of what we've been wanting to talk about all the everything national local coverage in the news and bus driver shortage. I think you know for those of us that obviously are in this industry and have been in it even prior to COVID, um, you know, seeing that we've always been short, right? This is, this isn't a new thing. And maybe, maybe COVID is just, um, you know, made this just a little bit worse in some regard. Um, but I, I feel like it's, it's been this way, right? Armando, you've been in it for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear districts all over, all over the country that are dealing with a shortage, whether it's because of pay or just, you know, the schedule or whatnot, but, um, you know, well, just what are your kind of your thoughts about that and in, in, in getting this extra coverage that seems like we've been getting? The, the main thing I think that is um, standing out there is the safety portion of it. The, the drivers will always be there, but now you've got the ones, you know, a lot of our, uh, our staffing is done with retired people yeah. and or older people. And there is the fear there that they could be exposed because we are transporting students, you know, in many cases, younger than 12 who haven't been vaccinated. And we're not really sure what what the, the family situation is at home, if, if, you know, what the pandemic situation, I should say, is there. Like, the, like is in the belief um, system, whether, you know, it seems yeah. like, honestly, the, you know, I guess just maybe our country seems to have 50% of the people that believe in it and 50% that think it's a hoax, mm-hmm. right? Whether they get it or not. So, right. um, you know, is that what you're saying as far as pandemic status or whether or not that it's actually gone through the house? Well, the pandemic status on both aspects of that, like you just said, the belief system, or if it's went through the house and um, we now have um, voluntary uh testing in our schools and for the most part we've been doing very well as far as coming up with negatives and every once in a while a positive will pop up there and then next thing we know we've got three or four classrooms that are on quarantine for the for the 10 days and uh, fortunately for me it hasn't affected my drivers my drive my drivers for the most part have been very um, my drivers and attendants, I should say, have been very uh, well protected as far as the mitigation plan that we have within our district. Um, you know, most I, I'd say most of my staff is vaccinated, and um, we we do very well in keeping the buses clean and sanitized every day. And plus, we um, we're one of the districts that is using the micro shield uh, anti virus uh, coating um, on our buses so that that provided another layer of protection for everybody so so you did you really, did that a, a, like a, a year ago right where yes, you're for, we're for getting, the first we're getting install. ready to redo it again so is it good for basically yeah. a one-year application yes got it it was it was good for 12 months so sometime in november we're going to have them come out again and recoat the buses and our offices because it that it really helped, I think. We haven't had any uh, major breakouts or anything within our building like we had in the beginning Previously. of the, in the pandemic area. Yeah. yeah. So, um, go ahead. Chad, looks like your audio is working now. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. 
we can hear you. Okay, let's we're gonna start over. We're gonna start over and everybody say exactly what you said. (laughs) We're just gonna start from scratch. So I'm on over remember everything you said, Shannon, word for word what you said, okay? We're just gonna start from scratch. Happy to be back, everybody. We're we're glad to have you back, Chad. It's been uh, you know, from your side, how's how's things been? You've been I mean, obviously busy with Kind of getting back and getting the swing of things, schools grinding and whatnot. What do you What have you been seeing and hearing, kind of out there from uh, folks that you're visiting? Um. Well, on our end, we've been exceptionally busy with Esther funds and and people trying to catch up from the last year and a half. Um, have a ton of quotes and buses coming in and being built. And um, on the sell side, on the bus side, everyone's kind of bracing for a slowdown from suppliers, you know, the microchip shortage looks like it may be hitting coming sometime soon. Um, still prices are skyrocketing. So if you're looking to buy a bus, buy now. Yeah. I'm telling you, buy now because surcharges are going to come. They've already came and more are getting ready to come for everybody. So prices are going to jump. I guarantee, I'd guess two, three, four thousand dollars a bus over the next few months just mm-hmm. because of steel, rubber, you know, they just, everything just keeps skyrocketing. Uh, camera systems, just AC components, all this stuff's kind of starting to get hit with some slowdowns. So uh, fortunately, we've got a bunch of incoming inventory, but um, so we should be all right there for the rest of the year, for the next six months maybe. But on the school side, yeah, everyone's kind of just getting through it and trying to figure it out as they go along. You've seen things that have worked. You've seen things that didn't work, so they're adjusting, but uh, driver shortage. I don't know if anybody knows this. There is a driver shortage out there right now. I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's affected everybody. Just 99.8% of the people it's affected. But uh, for the most part, I think uh, right, yeah, it's, it's affecting everybody. It's not affecting so Armando because he's fully staffed. So minus something. Well, it, that happened last year, Armando. And I'm going to warn you about this. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that I didn't warn you before you said something. I had a director last year that was fully staffed plus one and told me, Hey, I'm fully staffed plus one, but don't tell anybody else. Cause I don't want people getting upset with me. And at the end of this last uh, school year, they're down 23 drivers. He's Oof. like, I should have never bragged about that. So I just want to give you a heads up, be prepared. Armando. It's now, this is, this is well. the first time, you know, I've been back at Phoenix L what, this is my sixth year. And I've been I've been fully staffed the whole time. Everyone else was talking about how they were short a few drivers. And You're not listening to and, me. Here you go and, again. You're still and, bragging. And so, um, when we started the year, we were down three drivers. Like I said, I've hired enough people. Those three are now trainees. Those are the most trainees we've ever had since I've been there. And you know, hopefully, we get them trained and ready to go. And we'll be fine. I mean, with what we've got, we're able to handle everything the district is throwing at us. I always say transportation makes it happen. Have any of you went through a uh, pay increase for drivers? Uh, we have, I think. And yeah, so I'll talk about that after Shannon. I want Shannon to talk kind of about what she's been doing out there with uh, some of the incentives that she had been working on when she first got there. Because that's what that's what I'm hearing. I mean, everyone's pushing. If they don't have it already, they're pushing, trying to get it, because they see that's the only way they're going to get drivers to come back yeah. and, and do this job, and, and rightfully so. They should. Some of them don't pay well at all. Right. I mean, you couldn't. Well, it's it's it all over, and you start. You're, now you're seeing the West Valley starting to go, you know, go up exponentially, and a couple other districts oh, yeah, in the East definitely. Valley. Shannon, are you there? I am. So can you can you just talk a little bit about you know when you when you got there, kind of the not necessarily the status, but how short you were, and kind of your thoughts on on some of the incentives that you were working on to try and either retain or increase pay. Sure. Yeah. So um, I recently returned to a former district with like an over twenty driver vacancy, and the dynamic in my district is a little bit different because I have two, two yards because of how many miles we cover and each location has its own culture. <laughs> so I always say to people, like if the culture is not right, it kind of doesn't matter how much the money is, but they do have to work hand in hand. Um, so people were not feeling valued or appreciated. And of course, right. When you're that many drivers short, you have 
you ask everyone to do just a little bit more, right? For the same money, for the same this, for the same that. So um, one of the things we were able to do pretty quickly is to offer an attendance incentive with some of the ESSER funds. Um, so a 30, do- sorry, 30 day, every 30 days that people had perfect attendance, they got a $500, I'll call it a stipend. Um, and we did that back to back um, as we continued to fill positions. It doesn't really address our hourly rate, which I feel hopeful in the next few months that's going to change. But it definitely, I think, shows some appreciation, right, for the current, a recognition that there, I know that there's a problem. If you're not here, it's even worse. Let me, right, financially help a little bit. So that was good. That was positive, kind of rallied the troops a little bit. But, you know, people get tired. They still want to go on their AIA trips. They still want to, mm-hmm. right, have their kids picked up on time. Nobody wants to hear, can you hold route two? Because we have to come back for them. So um, it's better now. I'm, I have a, I have seven, I have nine vacancies and two people in training. So we're chipping away at it and, um, and working on just, I'll say consistency and culture in both locations. Um, I'm sure the the stipend for attendance, you know, the perfect attendance stipend was very helpful to you because for example, I had another director a couple of weeks ago that said, I'm fully staffed. If nobody calls in sick, (laughs) multiple drivers calling sick every day. So I'm sure that was huge (laughs) to help you get rolling, get through this. We just, we just had 10 rounds to cover yesterday. So, you know, typical Friday, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. it's constant. And, and I think that it's sort of difficult because when you try to enforce any kind of accountability with attendance, governing board policy makes that a little bit challenging. So, right, kind of like the PBIS we do with our students, instead of talking about what we're going to do if you don't, let's talk about what we're going to do if you do. Yeah. And so that, that put a positive spin on it. Um, I, I anticipate an increase to our hourly entry um, hopefully after the first of the year, I feel very confident about that, um, working with district leadership. And, you know, the other thing is just coming right around the bend is another federal mandate for increase to minimum wage, which is going to bring the gap between driver pay and entry pay even closer if, if we don't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all around the Valley, we, we've seen some districts even having to cancel bus routes. So I'm, I'm grateful we haven't had to do that to our families. Um, but I did share with my superintendent recently, like the increases that are happening, the 15, 16, going up to 18, 19 are getting closer to us demographically. Yeah. So, you know, I don't worry that someone from Florence is going to go off to Paradise Valley per se. However, right now you see Gilbert increasing and Hagley talking to their board about increasing and that's not very far. So we have to do something really soon. And I think that we will be able to do that and announce it in the, uh, the first of the year so i'm happy about that well and i think yeah, got- amanda what they're talking about is a driver shortage when they don't have enough drivers <laughs> they have to like fill in that you know incentives and whatnot i know you're not familiar with that but that's what right. they're talking about just in well, case we, you were following right, being downtown right in the middle <laughs> i've got it all around me where districts are throwing this and this and this at, at their staffing and my district is still kind of slow in the in the response to that and uh, hopefully you know i've started some conversations about uh, doing some incentives and some sti- uh, additional stipends and things like that that maybe we can get the transportation department into that um you know you've got phoenix union right next to us over 18 dollars an hour to start yep you know and that has to be sustainable. The hard part is there's a lot of dollars that can be used for stipends and one-time right, one-time payouts. But when you talk about sustaining the increase to the wage, there's not very many buckets of money that allow that. Um, I did learn recently that um, it used to be, and I want to I want to say this with like a little disclaimer. I think this is correct. <laughs> um, the funding that we get back from our MIPS. Um, was specific to drivers who supported those students um, or teachers that supported those students, but they have loosened that up a little bit. So there is some talk of possibly using some of those dollars for mm-hmm. mainstream drivers or regular classroom teachers to offer 
Right, a sustainable increase. Correct. And we, we had talked about that several years ago with our previous uh, SPED director, and it never went very far. She was wanting to pay the SPED drivers a dollar more an hour. To That's do bad a, for to your culture, SPED. though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it never went anywhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how all this money is getting thrown about. And you're correct. If it's the ESSER funding, that's all. that only lasts for so long. Right. And then what happens after that? You're right back to square one where you were yeah, at. Yeah. You know, so. I'll probably be retired by then and don't have to worry about the, the outcome. But, you know, it, it's, it's sustainability is what you're looking for. And um, you, you don't well, want to start something these districts... that you can't keep. Yeah. And with some of these districts giving such substantial pay raises, I mean, that makes yeah. it even more difficult because if you figure someone making $15 an hour at a district, I have one district that's like 14, 16 an hour. Mm -hmm. um, that's me. Driver. <laughs> Is that you? Okay. I, there's another one that's real close to you, by the way. So I got a couple that are right there with you and get you all together. You guys can put your heads together and figure out how to fix that. <laughs> how to, I'm how to fixing it. School board. So maybe you can talk to them because they're struggling, but yeah, you, because there was one district, if I heard properly, I know it was going to the board. I don't know the outcome because it wasn't one of my districts, but they were pushing for what, like twenty-two or twenty-three dollars an hour. Well, yeah, and over on the West Valley, they—it's yeah. uh, been in the news. Dice are uh, just approved twenty dollars for entry level. If you had like mm -hmm. uh, zero to three years of experience in driving mm -hmm. a school bus, it went up to like twenty-one, and then. 22 for three to five or you know the articles out there for well, those that want to go read it but you know one of the things that, what i was what yeah, i was getting at before before you try to take over from me jason <laughs> what i was getting at was you know if you've got a driver making 14 an hour you know a seven or eight dollar an hour pay raise is worth moving yeah and you, you not worth 25 districts cents can't, districts can't afford that you know you yeah. can't afford to lose the few drivers you have if you have a shortage now which I'm sure those positions and those, you know, em any empty positions there fill up quickly. But my point is, if you have a good experienced driver that's been with you 10, 12 years, six, seven dollar an hour bump in pay is worth moving across to the West Valley. You know, it's worth, sure, it's worth sure. moving. You don't want to lose that driver. So, I mean, the board but has me to realize that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, Chad. I'm getting all like fired up. So, the, so I want to just make sure those listening know that the districts that are able to offer these increases have often had the ability to pass capital overrides. And so those are dollars that the community contributes to the school district that can be used as needed in a various number of, of ways. Um, the money that is provided from the state and the budget for salaries is so earmarked. And so... So, for instance, my team, we haven't passed a capital override in our district. I hope I'm hopeful this coming year with the growth that we're experiencing. But so drivers don't understand, like, why can Queen Creek? Why can Chandler? Why can Gilbert? And it's like, I mean, just painting that picture, like, it's not that we don't want to. Right. It's finding a way to and Jason's great at this, that creative. Do you need benefits? Don't you need benefits? How can we make it appealing for what they need? Because we don't have the capital dollars to throw at the hourly wage. So sometimes sometimes it is we want to, but we don't have the right resources. And all those districts are growing. You know, where I'm at, we're we're a stagnant, uh, declining district. Same. So we don't have we don't have that that base support basically when you talk about incoming funds and stuff. Yeah. So but yeah that that's true, Shannon. Well I and I mean we've talked about this before that, you know, obviously you know, when you look at the the private sector and the commercial, what commercial drivers get paid, whether they're truckers or you know f um, people who deliver hazardous materials or whatever, they're plus. You know, at least it seems like in Arizona, I know that the East Coast has probably much higher wages just because of cost of living, et cetera. But you know, they're making anywhere from mid twenties up to you know mid thirty dollar an hour range for for having a CDL for having the same, you know, very similar certifications that we have to go through. And so mm -hmm. why, why was school bus driving marked? I get it, it's public sector, it, it, you know, all of that. And so 
whether it's ESSER funds that gets used or Medicaid dollars that gets used or, you know, just in the interim to hopefully pass a capital Mm -hmm. override to get some extra money that can continue to fund that. But I also know that, you know, some districts are, you know, well, if we do this for one work group, we have to do the, apply this to every work group, right? Exactly. Well, I that's think that's where, quote. yeah, it's, yep. it is. And I, and I get that, right? I mean, you need people in the classroom. You need uh, facilities and custodial workers and, you know, everybody else, every other support group that's, you know, supporting school districts, they, they need an increase as well, right? But I think that, you know, teachers aren't going to have kids in the classroom if they're not having school bus drivers bringing uh, those students. So, um, you know, it is, it is for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to see it that that price well, coming up right to, uh, the $20 an hour mark. And I, and I would venture to say that Dysart is going to fill their roles to Chad's point. If you're doing, mm-hmm. you're doing a job for $14 an hour and you can take 10 years of experience and now get $23 an hour. That's a nine, eight, $9 an increase an hour. Sure. Guess what? That's you know, and all these people are like, well, I really love my kids. And, you know, they normally wouldn't do it for 50 cents more, you know, to go to another district for 50 cents right. an hour. But if they can go get seven, eight, nine dollars an hour more, guess what? Little Chad, who's your little pain in the butt. He's, there's another little <laughs> Chad that's waiting for you at the next district. So, um, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that those districts that are elevating up to that $20 an hour mark, they're going to, they're they're likely going to see their spots get filled probably pretty quickly. I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent to another part time job for the same amount of work. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this before. So, you know, Jason, I, I think you've always been an advocate of, you know, first of all, the federal guidelines are coming around the bend that make it even more difficult to do this work. Yep. And I believe wholeheartedly, you either love this work or you hate it pretty quickly. So if I love it, maybe I'm loyal a little bit longer to see what the district can do. But if not, for sure, I'm going to the other district or driving in the private sector. But, you know, even bus management, more, I think more now for me as a leader in this work for almost 20 years is more challenging because the state, our state is coming out with like non-negotiables as it relates to discipline of students and suspension from the bus. Mm -hmm under the age of seven or eight years old. So even, you know, then they don't feel supported in that aspect. And so um, it's, it's discouraging because of how important we say the work is and how little value it seems like is put on it. Yep. And I was just talking to one of our drivers uh, yesterday who, you know, she was, she's concerned she's been with us for a long time and she's concerned that uh you know from what she's hearing out in the lounge some you know new people that just hired on they're they you know they've trained they've got a bus route that they just they've barely been on for a couple weeks now mm-hmm. and you know they're they're frustrated because the kids don't listen they're frustrated because they're trying to do everything that they've been trained to do and set expectations and work through pbis and all of these things and it just seems like just the the reverence for an adult of what it used to be back in what the 60s 70s even the 80s you know if an adult told you to do something you did it and if your parent found out like there was severe consequence for the most part Mm -hmm. right i'm speaking kind of generalized here but it seems like now you know kids got phones they got the tiktok challenges they got all this other crap that they get influenced by and their parents just have no idea what to do um and so they they pretty much feel empowered or emboldened to, to pretty much put on a show for their friends or, mm-hmm. you know, talk back or tell people F you or, you know, whatever. I mean, we just had our supervisor yeah. that a kid told, you know, she said, Hey, turn down your mu- music. And he was like, F you really like, when is yeah. that okay and acceptable in this? And I feel for the, the individuals, especially the older community that we employ, because that is not the, principles that they have grown up on or surround their life on and so when they get into this environment we give them all the tools that they have to to do this work they get broken down really fast and it's it's we try and tell you don't take it personal they're just kids they're doing this you know don't die on these hills don't you know and Mm -hmm. they just they go you know what 
I, this isn't for me, right? And like Shannon it's, said, you either that. love it or you hate it, and uh, right. there there isn't really an in between unless you've got a, a retirement on the horizon that you can grind out the last couple of years and you know just deal with it. So, <laughs> and I would say to you, in my experience, if I mean I have a vast difference between best behavior from one school to the other because of the support I get or don't get from school leaders. Um, and if I have a principal who is, I'll say in it to win it with the bus piece, they know that at school it's going to create a problem for them or the loss of a privilege. But if I have a principal who hands them off at the curb and it's no longer their problem, it definitely shows in their conduct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I agree. I mean, we have several schools, um, you know, I, I mean, I think I, most of them, they all do really good, but the problem is that we have a very distinctive process for bus discipline right so if there's a consequence or an action that happens on the bus the driver has to come back and do the referral then it goes through the referral process right it might be three four days before it finally gets addressed depending on what other things are going on in the campus and meanwhile that kid's still riding or or maybe the consequence doesn't meet the action right of what we actually have in our um you know family handbook or or bus rules or whatever that piece is and i think that that also wears on the drivers right they're like hey this kid should be off the bus because Mm -hmm. you know he i don't know slapped a kid in the face or threw a water bottle at somebody or whatever right right? i mean should come with a three-day suspension and hey you know johnny's still riding the bus because (laughs) yeah yeah exactly the other thing that that factors into that is that the driver or the other staff member on the bus, a bus attendant, whoever, should be believed that yeah, it happened. Right. Instead of being they have to, Right. If we say it, it must be so. As student transportation leaders, if we say to our staff, here's what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. it has that has to be what it looks like. So I always am careful, right? I learned the hard way <laughs> not to not to be hopeful and say, here's what's coming and then have it not be coming because that's where we lose credibility too. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, you know, we're down drivers, right? So we're squeezing a few more kids onto the route that maybe we wouldn't. We're eliminating a stop mm-hmm. where, so now it's more crowded and it's more chaotic and hurry up because I need you to help with one more thing. Um, so I think we, we it's very easy to lose the focus of our work and not put safety before schedule if we let that happen. Well, and I think that's a big part of it, right? I mean, you look at, we've hired 15 or 20 individuals since basically the start of COVID and you know some of them have got to work in a school setting so they didn't get to drive a bus for the first three or four months of their employment others that got to drive only had maybe maximum of 20 kids on the bus right most of them like probably five to ten that were that were transporting um in last school year right because most of our kids were online so now to like shannon said right we're all these kids have come back and and we're very we're not similar to armando's district in a in the demographic way but we're not growing right we're landlocked we don't have a lot of um space unless they're tearing neighborhoods down and rebuilding them we are not a growing district so um, you know, our numbers are kind of staying status quo, but we've actually seen a decrease in our bus ridership this year. And I think that's due to COVID, right? I think parents are just like, you know what, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather just drive my student to school, um, which is fine. So we've been, we've had the luxury of being able to compress routes and, and move some things around, but the offset is increasing the ridership on the bus. So now mm-hmm. we've got 50 or 60 mass kids on the bus. So drivers are yeah. having to, to deal with that, right? you got to wear a mask. They have to wear a mask in school, but, you know, until somebody changes, like we started the school year out and it wasn't a requirement in the building, um, but it was a requirement on the school bus. And so for them to be fighting that and having to hand out masks and basically saying, you know, no mask, no ride, because that's their personal belief. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we have to, it just, it became very messy. Right. So that's just another thing that they have to add on, um, of trying to manage that, making sure that everybody's, you know, staying within those COVID mitigation strategies. So what what's going to happen when the federal mandate expires, I think, in January yeah. or something like yeah. that? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've had, we've had parents that are standing out at the bus stop outside the bus with videotaping kids getting off without their mask. And then they report yeah. it like, yeah, you know, just the, the, that added <laughs> stress, <laughs> right. It's just the added stress of <laughs> all of that to a bus driver. Right. And for them to, to, to have to deal with all of the facets of that to make $14 an hour, which is honestly, right. you go look at, I can go work down at the burger shop. You know, In and Out Burger makes sixteen bucks an hour, p- pulling French Seven fries bucks, down yeah. or flipping yeah. burgers, or go to Target. You know, work at Target in a full time six seven hour. You know, get benefits. I don't have to have a CDL and all of those things. I've been mm-hmm. saying and saying and saying, we have to make a minimum of twenty dollars an hour in this state, right? right? Other states, I know back in the East Coast, they're up in the you know mid twenties and you know and, and on up, but they're also private yeah. you know private companies, so. Um, you know, here, I think all bus drivers should be a minimum of 20 bucks an hour, but it's just how to fund it. Right. And, uh, you know, I saw that, exactly. uh, an article just, or an email that came out about, you know, projected $1.2 billion in federal or in state funding cuts for public education for fiscal year 2022 that they're projecting. So like, okay. Cause we can really afford to, you know, go ahead and cut more money out of, where where is it coming from right i can't i can't afford to cut our department down even more i can't lose any more staff yep. we've already done that to shannon's point we internally or, or to chad's question we internally cut a bunch of positions and saved about two hundred twenty thousand dollars to go and fund a two dollar increase stipend for our drivers so we got rid of a, you know, uh, through attrition, we didn't cut anybody, but through attrition, we didn't fill a couple pos- main full-time positions within our office staff and cut a couple vacancy headcounts for bus drivers just because of how many kids are not riding the bus. We were able to go ahead and fund that, but it only went to bus drivers. It didn't go to the trainers. It didn't go to any of the full-time staff that has a CDL. It didn't go to monitors or van drivers or anybody else. So to Shannon's point, it it really did create some discontent because people are like, mm-hmm. Whoa, what about me? Why am I not getting this increase? So. I'm less valuable to you. That is the perception. Yeah. I'm less. Val- and we can go back to them as leaders and say, you're not, but because CDL, let me help you be a part of right. The higher salary. Um, but it's not all people are, it's not easy. It's not easy work. I mean, it, it is all about me, Shannon. What about me? What What are you going to do for me? I saw what you did for that person that needed it. I want it too. Yeah. I don't need it, but I want it. <laughs> well, and it, it, you know, but it is. It, it so you apply that same principle within your department to the other di- the other departments within the school district, and that's where you know you're really getting you know the board members that are hearing about that, the districts is hearing you know hearing about that, and so. I really don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, I, I I mean, obviously, we just keep seeing all these articles around. And I do want to bring it up because it was circulating. The uh, National Guard obviously being called out in Massachusetts to go drive school buses. They use it as school buses. But I'm pretty yeah. sure if you read the article, it said that they were not. like white vans or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, maybe just a little bit of clickbait there. But um, I, I clarified that the other day that. You know, someone in our district was saying that, and told my director, said, they're not driving school buses. They're driving (laughs) white vans or cars, and the only ones that are actually driving school buses have to go through their state school bus certification class and have a CDL. It's not that they show up the next day and here's the keys to to this bus and take off and go pick up these kids. No. But still, the fact that they... That's ha- having to happen is not right. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. these these are kids. This is education. Right. You know, I mean, I, obviously, I can point to a lot of things our government does, you know, locally and nationally that that money could go towards something better, like mm-hmm. education, like funding education, mm-hmm. and that includes the transportation side of it. Well, you know? yeah, so sure. everyone's everyone's excited about the extra fund. I've also heard people kind of downplay it and like. Not really a fan of it, you know. Feel like it's kind of a waste of money. No, it's not. It's it's actually money that should be there every year. It's actually money yeah. that should it shouldn't take a special pandemic or occasion or yeah. downfall to, to create this fund. It should be there. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I also think that it needs to be applied fairly to all facets of school business and not just be funneled one way or the other, right? Um, especially when you start seeing like 
you know, understanding what they should have done was earmark certain, uh, you know, percentages of that money to go to within each department for them to figure out how they want to use that. Not just go to the I district would, I and love allow that. the district to decide, oh, okay, all this money is going to go to the classroom or all this money is going to go fund a program that, that, that helps students. It should be if divided out so that if let's just say that I get a million dollars that comes from ESSER funding back to the department, how can mm-hmm. I apply a million dollars out of, I, you know, I know that we didn't get this much, but some districts, if you if you go and do your digging and your due diligence, read the news, they were getting what, thirteen to twenty million dollars to their individual districts. So what are you doing with twenty yeah. million dollars, right? So if I just got one million dollars of transportation, that changes a lot for us in our department, for right? Sure. And so when you talk about a percentage or a portion or whatever, it should be applied well, to several departments so that they can choose what they want to do with it. We're not taking everybody to Disneyland, obviously, but to, okay, we did we did some restructuring, we paid drivers out of something, but maybe a portion of that money goes to pay everybody else so that they can also feel an increase, right? I still have shortages of quality and the funding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there's a lot of different things that could you know could be used for. So you see districts, and and I got the list of each school district in the state and how much they received. And you're right. I mean, there were some that just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, how much money? Like, first of all, you guys have a very strong bond community in the sense that you're being funded locally by your sure. bonds. You know, but have others that they can't pass a bond to save their lives yeah. driving. Mm-hmm. Like, old first generation C2s with almost 200,000 miles. I'm just trying desperately to keep them running and they get next to nothing. And instead of just saying, well, these, you have this many kids, you have this many kids. I think it should have been distributed more along the line of like, who, who has the shortfall? Like who do we take care of first? There's communities and school districts that don't have funding that need, that literally need, transportation that need buildings that need sidewalks that need books that need computers you know they need this stuff you have other districts huge districts that are you know they've got everything they need right now you know i mean they may have a little bit of shortfalls so give them what they need but again i think you're right it should have been here's money for education here's money for transportation not for new turf on your football field but, or new scoreboard hey, for the that's what the athletics or... departments wanted to use i mean that's what i'm yeah. saying if you took every de- interdepartment <laughs> in a district right and said you get a percentage you get a percentage you get a percentage and that money was evenly distributed right then everybody the the, the leaders within their departments could decide we need to buy buses. We need to, you know, repower, repower buses. We want to buy a camera system. We want to do whatever that looked like for the, that was eligible for those funds to be used. Then they could decide that, hey, maybe, you know, you got a field that needs needs turf, right? They're playing on basically dirt. You know, why not, you know, if an athletics – I'm just saying, you know. Uh, it's, I mean, I played on basically dirt. Sure. Well, it's a dust bowl where you're from, so, you know. <laughs> They're going to survive. I mean, you <laughs> – but you don't need a million dollar astroturf. No, of course. I mean, within reason. Five hundred thousand dollar scoreboard. Yes. I mean, we're all you don't spec- need a jumbotron for your three A football yeah. team. I think the big thing well, here is that when you look at when you when you put yourself in my shoes for a minute, okay? Esser funds. You hear all your your colleagues and neighbors that are using Esser funds to fund increases or hour increases or whatever, right? Whatever or buying buses or doing whatever. Here, they're like, well, we don't want to use ESSER funds for that. We don't want to use. We're we're gonna we're being very kind of cautious with what, where where this is gonna go. We haven't quite decided yet, you know. So they they did do a couple um like retention stipends with some of that money, um for people who made it a year through you know worked the entire year last year and didn't leave. They we got a, you know, like a thousand dollar stipend or whatever. So cool in the fact that it's being treated fairly across all, but. I also feel you, right? There's there are buildings that need to be replaced, AC units, buses, whatever. Like, they they needed to look down into the roots a little bit deeper and figure out. And I'm sure this happened in several places across the country. Like, what can we do with this money? So, well, and it, and and then it's it's depending on the lens you look through depends on what you think the biggest need is. And so that's where if district leaders aren't pulling everyone around the table and placing value on every single work group. Yeah. It gets frustrating and it creates some angst and 
kind of the wheels spinning. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to uh, help people understand that, yes, we're advocating for what we know you deserve, but sometimes there's roadblocks. Which I think, and I think this is the point Jason was trying to make earlier, is that mm-hmm. it should be, you know, it should already be laid out where this percentage of money goes to. I mean, well, should, yeah, yeah, from, from the state athletic, or from the feds. Great, but you don't yeah. do what? I'm just saying from the state or the feds, right? I mean, if this, if the federal government's giving the state, you know, billions of dollars in ESSER funding and saying you need to, to figure out how this is going to be handed out, okay? So... Instead of just like you got the list, Chad, you've got the list of where all the money went, right? It should have been broken down even more about this port, you know, thinking about most districts are set up very similar, right? They have a business services department, they have IT, they have transportation and facilities, you know, go Mm -hmm. on and go on and go on. They could have apportioned certain percentages of the funding that was received, earmark, they earmark all the funding that we get from the state anyways, Right. They say, well, mm-hmm. you can't use this fund for this. You can't use that from this fund is for this. Mm-hmm. Right. So why not do it that way with the ESSER dollars that were coming? And that way, everybody had an opportunity to have their hand in the pot, so to speak. So, yeah, true. But whatever. True, I'm, true. I'm just a guy, you know, so. That's true. That's a good point. Jason. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, okay. So, so yeah. real quick, I, I just want to tell you guys a, a quick story because this has been a little bit of a downer story time which, with uncle Chad. Which, Perfect. Which is the, which is the environment right now, right? Everything is just so volatile and everyone's just yeah. trying so hard to just keep going. Uh, so let me, I just, just want to share a quick story with you as we move on to the next subject. Um, so my son moved out here and is riding the bus for the first time ever in his life. And, Anyway, so he, he tells me, first of all, he tells me, Dad, do they, they have IC? I'm like, no, they have Bluebird. He's like, mm, I can't ride a Bluebird. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, so he told me, he's like, Dad, he goes, uh, what, what are the little things on the roof, you know, on the ceiling of the bus? I said, uh, what do you mean? He goes, well, the little white thing at the slots. I said, oh, the air conditioning? He's like, yeah. He goes, that drips water on me. So really? He's like, yeah, it drips water. And he said, but when we stop and then we take off, it sprays water every time we take off. I said, well, what the move? He goes, well, it's my assigned seat. I can't move. So he didn't throw a fit. He didn't complain. He wasn't, you know, he's just like, I'm going to stay here and deal with it, you know, which. So you're saying your son is an exemplary uh, student bus rider. Give him an umbrella. (laughs) One of those little hat umbrellas. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So the funny thing is, a couple weeks later, he's like, Daddy goes, uh, bus isn't spraying water on me anymore when we stop. I'm like, oh, good. Because I told him, I said, you need to tell them that they probably need to go in and, you know, clean out the, the drain tube because they're, you know. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I said, just tell the driver that and see what the reaction is. I don't think he ever did. But he did tell me a couple weeks later. Like, he had the, the, yeah, he goes, the, uh, the, the bus isn't spraying water on me anymore. I'm like, well, that's good. He goes, yeah, but now it doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just man. <laughs> I said, well, what do you want? Do you want a little water or do you want, you know? Yeah, well, now it's beautiful, air. beautiful weather outside. So, uh, yeah, he's fine now. Yeah. Man, our drivers were, <laughs> our drivers were looking for the heat it. the other day. They were, they were yeah. all trying to turn on their heaters. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. Yeah. I had a district telling me the drivers asked to turn on the heater one morning. He said, and then that afternoon they're, you know, they're complaining because it's, it's not Too cold hot. enough. Like they still have to keep their mouths on, you know, and he's like, what do you want? Like, you can't, we can't just do this every day. Yeah. Yep. It's one or the other. Open the windows. For sure. So uh, that's all I had. Next awesome. subject. I'm no, sorry. That's a, that's a good story. I like, I, you know, I, I would, it would be interesting to have him on, you know, talk to talk a little bit about his uh, experience as a bus rider and, you know, obviously having a dad who's in the industry and, you know, maybe plug his jerky for a little bit. Is he still doing the jerky? Yeah. 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 He's, he's slowed down a little bit just because of, of summer and monsoon season and starting school and all that stuff. But he, uh, he did a batch last weekend yeah, we, last weekend. And of course it has already gone before he ever made it. I mean, he's had people stand in line waiting for it. So no supply but, shortages uh, because his supplies are out in the, on a boat in the ocean. <laughs> no, no, but you know, we, we have run into going to get, you know, the last few months going to buy him 
uh, beef because we go to like a wholesaler, like a bigger store, not like Walmart or anything. And we go buy it, you know, 25 pound hunks of meat at a time, sometimes two or three of those. And uh, we run into, they're out. Hmm. They're, they're just out. So we go back the next day and they're still out. And they're like, I don't know when it's coming in, you know. And, and I mean, it's, a, it's the restaurant depot. You know, is where we go to get oh, yeah, yeah. meat and stuff. And uh, I mean, they've had shortages of the beef and stuff as well. So then, of course, when it does come in, the price is up. You know, so I had to adjust for that. But yeah, it's uh it's it's across Second, the board. Everything. Second Street and Buckeye Road, right next to the taco out, truck. Best tacos meat, in the town. The meat store is apparently the number one meat spot in in city in the city. Really? I didn't even realize that. It's just like three blocks away from my bus yard. And everyone ah. keeps saying, well, go to the meat store, go to the meat. So I looked it up and it's like rated as one of the highest <laughs> butcher shops in Phoenix. It looks janky. And it's called the meat store? It's called the meat yeah. store. Yeah. And it's it just a little dirty sad. shop, man, right across from Hickman's Eggs. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right across from what? Hickman's Eggs, the Hickman Egg Farm. That's their fa- like their factory where they process all the eggs. Yeah. You, they sell have you eggs been in that neighborhood quite a bit? Dude, I used to work down there for oh. four or five years. So, yes, the best tacos right next door. Egg store. The best tacos in town right next door at the little food truck that that operates in that little parking lot. It's amazing. (laughs) I wonder if they get their meat at the meat store. Probably. (laughs) So, Shannon, real quick, I want to, just before we wrap it up, I want to just go back to the driver shortage piece. Have you, uh, I think you're you're using some, or a contractor, I know that you are, um, to help with some of your routes. What's that, what's that been like? And, you know, how accepting of your, of, how accepting was the district to kind of answer I so, guess, that shortage? Um, so I have a one center that specifically supports IEP students, um, several routes, 15, also their van routes, though, that's the difference. So when we, anybody who's curb to curb who we can't route based on our shortage or other challenges they're supporting us um yellow school bus contractors people get a little more grumpy right mm-hmm. um I, I haven't been super successful out in pinal county and getting very many um yellow school bus contractors i am in the process of just uh finalizing an addition of two um but you know people have conversations so number one you want to teach them your district expectations and culture because they know how to drive the bus but they don't know how to do you know your district or your um expectations what have you but the other thing is is right they have conversations about oh i make this much money working for beeline transportation as an example um to drive your students in your buses because we are not using their buses. We're using ours. Yeah. Um, you know, we've advocated that it's temporary that um, until we can get staffed, but it's like, well, gosh, I mean, it almost, if you're not careful, could drive them to right quit and go work for Beeline and come drive the same students in the same <laughs> environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, the money and you spend, the money you spend on the contract. I was just going to say, so the cost Sorry. of the contractor is, significantly higher yeah right almost double the hourly rate my folks are making um so okay so okay district leaders and governing board these dollars can be put back into our own employees and people that's that's um if you go back on the soapbox we were just on that funding that they can pay for a service can't be used to pay for the hourly employees exactly exactly just it's just an, another example of our the wonky funding system that that funds public education. You know, it's not like in the private sector they'd be like, "Oh, we'll just take this five grand and go pay that." You know, go pay that. It's not that big of a right. deal. And just you know. And I think one of the things we've talked about before, Jason, is is getting creative with the other support staff positions who are also underpaid, and saying if you do this in the classroom and you get your credentials to drive and do that in the afternoon or morning, mm-hmm. right, you can couple the the tools and blend the pay for an increase across the board. But sure. I will tell you that people in general, right, the bus, why is the bus late? How come the bus this? Mm-hmm. Well, can you help us by learning to drive the bus? Oh, no. 
Yeah. Right. So yep. they don't want to do that part. Well, I, I'm still working on I'm still working on the uh, business plan of selling bus drivers with buses. So keep that nice. in, in your back back pocket because once I get that implemented, well, I think we were just talking about this at work the other day that um, I think the end of my career twenty twenty five years from now there will be self driving school buses. May not be a full forty foot school bus, but I believe. There will be self-driving. So maybe to your point, Chad, it may not be a human bus driver, but it will be a driver nonetheless that will operate that bus. Well, that's a good point because that's my obstacles is selling drivers with the bus. <laughs> Humans? So that, that, like, yeah. So is that's, that considered that my um, trafficking? That's a really good point. <laughs> Something like The lawyer used some sort of phrase like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Got what the, the – there's been some law issues with that, legal issues. But, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe I just need to do uh, – GPS with, you know, computers and yeah. instead of humans. It's a really good uh, partner up with was it Waymo or Waymo? I don't know. I think it's Waymo. Yeah, the, what? the self-driving. I see those all the. Yeah. I see those all the time. Yeah, I do too. It's like really convoluted, like all the little sensors spinning on it, yeah. and they're just going to paint those yellow, and that'll be the new school bus. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. Hey, with electric coming. Yeah. You know, you're it's, halfway there. You, yep. you got all the power you need. Well, work on lower the price of the electric buses. Yeah. Well, no. Is so that is, is interesting. We could talk about that another time. Is, we'll is lower watching the, how about they lower the well, price of no, the ones that don't run all the time? No, what it's gonna be is it's watching the increase in the school bus that has a combustion engine and watching the decrease of the electric bus come back down and some at yeah. some point they're gonna pass each other, I bet. So, you know, just well, like TVs, yeah, I mean, right? It, TVs used to be five thousand dollars for a flat yeah. screen TV and yeah. now they're you know, you get a sixty inch for a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah, now they give you they give you like a forty inch with a gallon of milk yeah. at Walmart. You just give it to you. Take it, get it out of here. Which Walmart are you shopping at? Because I need a new TV. Well, I'm not going to tell you, but I get a lot of TVs if you want to buy one. That sure does know a lot. So, it does. Can I throw in a random yeah. thought? You guys don't sure. forget that next week is National School Bus Safety yeah. Week. Thank you. Yes, it is. It is. All right, we have. You got to celebrate with your people, and it's the danger zone. You can't touch this. That's the theme. Yeah. So. Yep. I believe, uh, Shannon, you want to plug the website where everybody, if they want, can go out there and uh, find the material? Oh, it's put me on the spot now. Uh, oh. School Bus Safety Council yep. and National Association for People Transportation can give you, both of those can give you resources for students, drivers, and even some fun along the way. Cool. Well, we thought we thought when you mentioned it, that was your segue into telling us about it. We didn't, didn't mean to put you on the spot. We thought you were prepared. <laughs> So I well, I mean, I just don't know the website exactly, <laughs> but I can tell you that um, when we get in the middle of this grind and the controversy about pay and value of people, um, you know, celebrating the small stuff is powerful. And yep. I'm reminding uh, them that that it's it's a, uh, great, it, it's a great week. What's the theme? Um, it's you can't touch this, the danger zone. Right, so true to who I am, we're going to have some rapping going on in my district. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, you missed it, you know. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to have to do some MC Hammer type. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. Well, celebrate the safety. What's that? Are you going to record it when you sing, when you rap? You can even come and watch if you want. When is it? I'll be there. Wednesday. Okay, That's when I'm that. singing. Wednesday. I'm singing time? on Wednesday. Um, at what time? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to just hang out there all day and wait, or do you have a specific time? <laughs> you probably need no, to no. Oh, okay. during a staff meeting on Wednesday. That's when we're the biggest piece of our celebration. But through the week, we'll just be focusing on the dangers of. Right, we're turning from bright sunny mornings to the darkness, and what are we doing to make sure jackets aren't getting caught? And all those reminders that complacency sets in. So, well, when you shift really, our focus when a you little. Really think about it. We only got what, like six weeks left before we're the winter break. So, yeah. you know, end of I just October. Put it on my right calendar. Here. Yeah, end of October is right yeah. here. We got a couple weeks in uh, November, and then Thanksgiving, and then we're right into 
two weeks of one, you know, two weeks for December and back to a nice deserved winter break. So all the way already halfway through the year, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll wrap it up. Thanks guys for being here. Um, thanks to all the listeners for joining back. I know, like I said, um, obviously we all got probably, I'll, I'll admit, got a little caught up in the grind of um, long days and trying to fill in where I can and trying to get just scheduling uh, together, but um, some some exciting changes coming up for me, and we will uh, hopefully be a little bit more regimented in our release. So, um, Chad, uh, thanks for being here. Armando, Shannon, wish you guys the best, and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Uh, yep. But to everybody else, thanks you for remember you can't in. touch this. Yeah, you can't touch this school bus. <laughs> school I will bus see you Wednesday, me. Shannon. I need a time. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll be sending you the thanks for having us, Jason. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. joining, and uh, everybody else, take care, and we'll see you soon. Adios. Have a great yeah. weekend. Be safe. See ya. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off. <laughs>